Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. So good morning again and welcome back to Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley. Today I am speaking with someone who is involved or has been involved with, with a group called V-Days. And one people might remember in the program a number of years ago, uh, Dimna Clancy, sister, sister Dimna Clancy joined us in the program. And it gave us some information on the work that the Solutions do out in in Africa, and we'll find out a little bit more about that in a second. And from time to time, uh, she has invited uh, um, participants, uh, 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 people who would have been out volunteering there for month, six months, stints, and so on and so forth. So it's a great pleasure for me this morning to welcome onto the programme somebody not too far, well, far enough away from Limerick, but uh, I think someone, someone who's got a lovely story to tell. So welcome to the programme, Paul O'Riordan. How are you? Thanks very much, John. Thanks. You're from Waterford? I am indeed, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So thanks a lot for joining us this morning. Didn't have suggested that we have a chat with yourself, and again, you might be able to give us some little bit of an insight into V-Days and what it's all about and so on and so forth. So maybe before we start, a little, just so as people, a little bit of a background from Paul. Paul was born in Waterford, family in Waterford. Okay, and in, there? Indeed, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so... From there, I studied in the University of Limerick, so I do have some clo- yeah, close ties to Limerick as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm a monster fan as well, so... That does help from time <laughs> to time. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, so I studied business studies out, out in UL. Okay. And uh, from there, I kind of actually went on to Cork just for a year's add-on to the education before uh, ending up in, in Dublin for four to five years. So kind of 2010 to 2014, working within financial services. Okay, so your background was in that sort of financial services. Exactly, yeah. Okay. So I worked for a couple of different banks up in Dublin. Okay. Um, And then I suppose I wanted something different. Okay. Different experience. So... So tell us what happened then. If you if you wanted something different, how, how do you define something different? Tell us anyway. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, well, I suppose maybe what I was doing wasn't the most fulfilling thing in the world, and I was looking for something maybe that might be a little bit more rewarding or okay. an experience, which okay might give me a small bit of that. Mm. Um, so I was in touch with a friend of mine, Dara Casey. He okay. volunteered through this agency previously out in Zambia. Um, so he put me in touch with Sister Dimpna Clancy of, of Vides. Of Vides, is the solution, yeah. A lovely, lovely woman. So I was uh-huh. delighted to meet her at the end of 2014. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. she kind of interviewed me for a position. Not a formal interview now, <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, yeah. A quick chat to see, to see if I'd be suitable, a, mm-hmm. a suitable candidate. And like, did you know much about Vides? I mean, the sort of work that might be involved before? Yes, well, I suppose mm. the solutions, their, their motto, it's, you know with the young for the young and they're engaged in educational activities throughout the world Mm. they're here in limerick as well of course the yeah a number of them yeah the solutions Mm. so they do some great work so i I kind of was aware of what work they they were doing here and i'd like to see what they were doing out there as well on the missions and obviously dara had um, informed they tipped you off as to what sort of work might be involved and so on and so forth yes yeah yeah yeah, so there you were in the financial center in dublin thinking this is a boring job and so (laughs) on and so forth and the pay is not very good and all the rest of it you know and i might have something different so next thing the holy spirit's put on your mind to go and meet this guy dara and dara said listen i know i know dipna clancy she'll be able to organize something for us so that's fine so you had a chat with Dimper. 
Yes. Um, she decided, uh, she, so she filled you in, obviously, as to what might, become, what might be involved. Exactly, or what was possible, um, and where I might be suitable for as well, because they do run a number of different uh, missionary projects, okay. so which one I might be suitable for. Okay, so that's important too. Mm-hmm, exactly. You're not just, just taken out and shoved in anywhere. Yes. See, yeah. where, where do you fit your skills exactly. and so on and so forth? Yeah, 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 yeah. So with the skills that I have, I suppose I was placed out in the, the city, city of Hope, Where's the city of Hope now? In Zambia. Okay. So it's on uh, in a suburb of Zambia, or Lusaka, the capital city. Mm-hmm. It's called Makani, Makani Parish. Okay. Um, so it's it's quite a small, smallish parish, and the compound is placed there, Mm-mm-mm. just on the, the environs, I suppose, of, of Lusaka. Okay. Um, so there's a number of different activities which are conducted there. There's a primary school, secondary school, and there's a technical skills center. Okay. Um, and there's also a home, a home for girls. So there's four, okay. 45 girls okay, fine. who are living effectively Mm-mm. there on on the compound and uh-huh. are looked after by the Salesian sisters. Okay, okay. Um, and there's also three to four uh, local women, mm-hmm. middle-aged women who look after these girls as well. So we were kind of assisting in many different activities. It's all girls. Yes, yeah. And how many how many volunteers would have been out there? So there was five five oh. of us. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just stepping back a bit, anyway. You had you had a chat with them. Then she gave it. Listen, I I think maybe you could fit into there. Mm-hmm. The next step then was: Did you have to do? do you, I mean, you obviously had to fund yourself going out there. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So cover the cover the flights. So you cover the flights, and immunizations so, so. and whatnot. All you know, the stuff that was, was quite quite daunting when you're heading off to Africa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you read so much about what you could pick up. Uh, yeah. Be careful. Be careful, <laughs> city. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and we, just as a question now, because I know a number of listeners might might be thinking. Um, you're you're going out here now to a centre run by a religious order, a Salesians, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And people say, oh, Dad, it must be very holy and, and praying every morning and all of that. Yes. Do you really have to be a kind of a semi-religious person to go out there or can you go out there just as the ordinary Paul uh, and, uh, and okay, I mean, you might go to Mass in the morning or so and so on, mm. Sunday mornings, but... but you're not involved with praying all day long. Yes. When you're yeah. out there. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. But uh, saying that, like, you know, no religion is, is, is forced, forced no, upon no. you either, That's you good. know. That's it's, good. it's entirely voluntary, but it's very important, I think, to have that faith as well, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and believe yourself. Yeah, yeah. So without it, it you can't really buy into the... The, the whole... To the ethos of the yes, whole thing. Yeah, the you? mission and the experience okay. itself. So I think it, it's important. So I suppose... Okay, so off you, off you go from these shores, uh, this very affluent island, and you end up in the City of Hope. What your first impression? Very different. <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> very different. So even the, even the landscape, so like uh, the, the, mar- the markets along the roadsides and the kind of high of, acti- of activity within the, the capital, which is Lusaka. Lusaka, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's quite bustling and... Uh, I suppose you, you're a different color to the majority of the people there, so uh-huh. you, you instantly kind of stick out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it takes a while to adjust and kind of get your head around Mm-mm-mm-mm. your place and what you are, but it, but it happens kind of seamlessly, you know, it's a week or two in and, and you know, and you're you fully it. adapted, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
and, and I mean the people obviously that you were with. So, so sorry. Going back again to the to the number of, of, of um, colleagues that you might have had there yes. volunteering. Were yes. there two or three or four of you there? Uh, there was. There was three girls from Germany, a Czech girl, um, an English girl. Oh yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And. For a smaller period of time, then there was two chaps from Malta, so there was a real so that was mix a, of so, nationalities. So yeah. really, that in itself was great for, for yes. the experience of ex, of changing of exchanging ideas and experiences yes. and all yeah. the rest of it. Yet you're all there for the same purpose. Exactly, you're there yes. to try to impart what you can of the gifts you've been given mm-hmm. to some of these girls. Yes. Yeah. And, in, and so you ended up doing a little bit of work out there. So the work you were involved in, I did indeed. Yeah. So I was taking uh, computer classes. So within a skilled center. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so covering kind of basic materials, I suppose you could say Microsoft Word and okay. Excel and that type of thing. Um, but the girls out there might not have seen a computer before. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So uh, one or two of the girls, they might struggle even controlling the mouse and yes. double clicking and that. So. Yeah, you stay patient, but uh, even that in itself, it's quite rewarding to see them progress, you know. And I be, would say. To I be able say. to see how they develop their skills. The yeah. age group you were involved with there now? Um, so it, for the computers, it was kind of school leavers, yeah, so graduates, school people who had finished school okay. effectively, yeah. So and these would have continued, uh, that would, would 18, have finished kind of to 22, I suppose, you'd be putting the... Would they have the finished range. their education at that particular stage then, or maybe one or two of them? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, a majority, I suppose, but some of them then maybe wouldn't have been able to fund uh, the, the tuition fees oh, in order to, to complete out their, their education. So okay. this was kind of an alternative. It'd okay. offer kind of technical skills, so they'd learn how to sew and tailoring and that type of thing, mm. you know. When, when Paul had this idea back in Dublin in the financial centre, I want something different, right? And he ends up in the City of Hope. Um, so what do you think you were going to expect when you arrived there? What do you think you were going to, now this is before you got there, what do you think you were going to expect? What, what was on your mind? Um, well, I suppose it will be those preconceptions that people have about yeah. Africa yeah. generally. Yeah. Like my exposure to Africa before that would have been attending a, a Catholic school in Waterford okay. and being given the, the trocra boxes yeah. during, yeah. during yeah. Lent every yeah. year. And yeah. you see the pictures of the the starving babies on yeah. on the side of the box mm-hmm, 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 um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah. i suppose that's not all that Ra- africa is you know you can really have a generalization about what yeah. it is and the people there but uh it's not quite the full picture and so you've been there now for a month or so yes now now what's your thoughts son yes uh well you get to your um what what would i say uh, your thoughts about back home and the way of life back home would have started to slowly drift away they would drift mind. away and kind of the the, the manicness of, of yes the home, like home life going from maybe the city center of, of dublin to you know a suburb yeah. of lusaka where you're pretty much out in the countryside there's blue yeah. skies beautifully tended gardens a nice nice climate and an, an air of kind of peacefulness and tranquility and to the place everybody walking around with iPads and tablets and that sort of stuff, yeah? <laughs> not quite, not quite. No. The most memorable picture maybe is uh, women or ladies walking along the roadsides with uh, babies on their backs. Yeah. So yeah. wrapped in the shawls. It's kind of one of the stereotypical images of Africa, but it's so common. Uh, okay. So common. Did you miss home? 
I did, I suppose, maybe in the early days, yeah, mm-hmm. where you're just integrating and at yeah, that point yeah. in time, yeah, yes, to a degree, you know, family members and uh, friends also, but... Um, but but I suppose for yourself, because you'd left home in Waterford and gone to mm. UL, yes. you left home for a bit anyway. Exactly. So yeah. therefore, yeah, there's yeah. another uh, another challenge in your life, yes. something completely different. Exactly, yeah. You kind of almost, you know, be self-sufficient yourself once you're yeah, yeah. <laughs> flown the nest. So it's and so you're you're there for a few months. Uh, now, the idea is, is you go out there for six months. Yes, yeah. Did you, so the customs and the food and the culture and that sort of stuff, it starts to get through to you. So Mm. the customs in terms of people rushing out to work and rushing to hear the news and all that sort of Mm. stuff back here wouldn't have manifested itself so much back there. Not so much. No, no, no. It's an entirely different kind of setup, I suppose. It's more community-based. More community-based. Yes. So people are more integrated, I think. You know, they live in close proximity to each other and there's family and friends. You know, they have very strong and close ties, I think. So there'll be a lot more trust and so within that community. I mean, if they're living together, the, yes. the trust is supposed to here. So yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and things like, now I know, but again, I, I, you were living within a community, mm. within a compound. Yes. Not necessarily mixing so much, or were you, with the locals? Um, in the local village or town or whatever. Well, in Lesotho, after the experience. The second one. Yes, yeah. We'll come to that now in a minute. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. how are these people funded out? I mean, you guys are going out there now and you're giving of your own time and yes. you're funding yourself getting out there. How is that school funded out there? Um, so the, for the girls, there's 45 girls who are homed there. A lot of them are through donations. So generally Irish sponsorship, I believe. So the Irish people manage to sustain these girls and provide further education and mm, fees mm, okay, fees okay. out there because um, this is essentially a mission school so a solution mission school so you know mm. they're providing for the entire community so they're trying to have or provide oh, okay. education to as many children in, in, in the locality as possible can I ask you just, just something that just struck me when you left Dublin uh, and left your job did you actually leave your job or did you take leave for six months or, so or whatever? You know, did you say, No, I left. You left? Yes. Kinda. That was a biggie. That was a biggie. It was. It uh, was. That was a big, but there was something <laughs> of it. There was something within your spirit there saying go. So, yes. okay, back to the City of Hope. You've been there now for a few months now. Um, obviously, you're enjoying uh, the beautiful weather and, and lying on the beach all day long, I assume. And not quite. Stuff, not no? quite. It was busy days. Yeah, we'd be up early in the morning. So school would start at 8, 8 o'clock sharp. So I was in, inside in the primary school uh, assisting one of the teachers and then taking English and mathematics classes as well. So, And, okay. and also the, the PE, so I'd be a sporty kind of guy. So okay. just helping out wherever you can really as well, yeah. And I mean, obviously the, 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 the equipment that they'd have would be fairly basic, would it? It would indeed, yes, yeah. Now the PE lessons were an experience for me as well. It was kind of a ball and a whistle. And, <laughs> and off you go. A lot of kids running in all sorts of lovely, directions. Lovely, <laughs> lovely, lovely. And so these people now, I mean, these, these girls, when they leave this particular environment where they are at the age of 18, whatever, what, mm-hmm. what happens to them then? Do they go back to their families or...? or? Well, some of them wouldn't have that wouldn't family have them, network. Have, okay. Yeah, they wouldn't have that kind of support network. So um, up to half, half the girls, I think, would be in, in that situation. So what were they? Where were they? So were basically, they? the sisters uh, kind of mandate, I suppose, is to kind of educate the girls. Okay. 
and ensure that hopefully they can secure some kind of employment or, or further themselves thereafter, you know. As they leave. Yes, yes, yeah. And yeah. So they can cater for four, for 45 of these. Yes, within within the home. Like the, the school then, there's another seven to 800 students. Okay. Both boys and girls in the primary and secondary school. Yes, so it's a it's a huge school. Okay, so you you guys aren't just involved with these forty five. You, you're involved with, the, with in, the, in the wider yes, in, yeah, yeah, project. Yeah, yeah. So the education system over there, I mean, it's not the same as here. Obviously, I mean, it wouldn't be no. funded the same. No. Excuse me, wouldn't be funded the same and so on and so forth. No, but it's it is taught through English. Yeah, that's the medium of of tuition. So, and did you get to meet any of the locals or find out much about how people live out there in terms? Of, I mean, have they got work out there or? Are there lots of social security out there, or the hospitals, or doctors, or that sort of stuff? How how did you find that as opposed to here? No, and it's difficult for the people. I suppose those services aren't there. Um, mm. I visited a clinic one one day because mm. I wasn't feeling a hundred percent, so I was going to get a malaria test. Okay. Um, but the the women and children, babies, they were queuing up. There was queues wow. a mile a mile long, and I suppose the the facilities might not be that sanitary or, uh, yeah. or, or healthy and that, you know. But this is how people have to live because they have no choice, really. Yes, yeah. Well, I suppose the problem there is maybe the governments aren't investing in the, the infrastructure for the people, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's a common problem across African countries. Did you find this experience, again, you're still in the City of Hope, did you find this experience begin to change your thinking or, or, or affect yourself or...? I think so, yeah, most mm. definitely. Um, I suppose it's a, such a rewarding experience for yourself. Mm. You are giving, but you're also getting as well. It's you're receiving so, 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 so much so, more back, aren't So you? to speak, yes, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of what you realize, you know. Maybe I wasn't realizing that when I was working in, in the bank up in Dublin, you know. Okay. I was giving and you're getting a, a wage, but where is this, that but sense of fulfillment and reward, exactly. you know. But there was so so that sense of fulfillment. Yes, yes. Was there rather than the books, rather than the big flashy whatever. whatever Definitely, whatever. yeah, yeah. And when you see how happy the girls are as well, just in your company and to chat and to joke with them, like you know, Lovely. it really puts a, a smile on your face every day. So then, I mean, obviously you're there for six months, or that was the plan. Yes. Yeah. Then you had another idea. You had another one of these little <laughs> magic wave. moments coming through to your brain, which says, "Hey, hang on, Paul." <laughs> So yes. tell, tell me what happened then. Indeed. So I was coming towards the end of my spell in Zambia okay. and I felt maybe that I would be interested in doing perhaps a longer, longer stint. Okay. So I was in touch with uh, Sister Dimpna Clancy. So she was like my guardian angel while I was while I was in Zambia. She's she, everybody's guardian <laughs> angel. <laughs> yeah. uh, she checked in and looked after me a, a lot. So she know. she was great a great help. And yeah. and again she came to my aid in terms of placing me in uh, Lesotho. So just to remind people, where is Lesotho? So it's the kingdom of Lesotho. So it's governed by a king, and it's a small landlocked country in uh, South Africa. In South Africa. Yeah. Okay, so the Salesians have a base there, do they? They do indeed, do yeah, they? yeah, yeah. So yeah. you asked Sister Dimna to arrange it, and of course, knowing her, yes, her influence. She delivered yet right, again. She delivered yes. again. Yes. So yeah. off you go from Zambia, and I mean, just a bit of interest, I wouldn't have a clue. How far is it from Zambia to, to where you're going to go? To Lesotho. Well, I had a, a bit of a diversion mm-hmm. because um, I actually met a couple of volunteers in, in uh, the City of Hope from oh, Malta. Okay. So they'd set up a couple of different projects. So they've an organization, Join Hands for Africa. 
right. So they'd okay. set up a, couple, a number of different different uh-huh. projects, um, and I revisited these projects with them. So I went to Malawi, Kenya, and a few different countries Lovely. in between. So this was prior to making my way down to Lesotho. You're talking uh, about having a change from the financial <laughs> services in Dublin. <laughs> so anyway, you ended up in Lesotho. Yes, I okay. did indeed. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, what did you, what did you end up doing? Well, well, first of all, I mean, your impressions there. Okay. Uh, was it much of a difference to the City of Hope? Very different, very different. Um, it's a small country, mm. landlocked by South Africa, as I say. So okay. I suppose this has rubbed off on the people, the tribe there, or Bazutu, they're called. Okay. So these are kind of a persecuted people. I think they were driven back into the mountains. So, okay. So Lesotho is, it's called a kingdom in the sky because it's so high. Okay. Right. So I think it has the highest low point in the world. Is that right? Yes. Uh, I yeah. can work that one out later on. <laughs> Go on anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was engaged, yes. So the, the solutions are based there in the parish. So they're responsible for, for running the schools in M- Mapuzwe. It's a, so, it's a town. So this is a parish this time rather exactly. than... Exactly, yes. Yeah. And the work that... And the work, okay. Uh-huh. So uh, you're directly, I suppose, involved in the community within within this experience so they run a number of different activities there's a primary school so the primary school caters for over a, a thousand kids wow yes yeah an awful lot everybody getting dropped off to school in four-wheel drives and that sort of stuff <laughs> no not quite no not they, quite they were not. wearing out their shoes along yeah, the way so they were, yeah. <laughs> yes um so the primary school they then have a secondary school as well with seven seven eight hundred kids Wow, um, that's a lot. That's a lot of work involved. Yes, an awful lot, an awful lot. So that's one facet of work, which mm-hmm. which is the education. But yes. other other aspects of, of yes. work. Yes, there? there's also a resource center, so it's for disabled kids uh, in in the local community. So it's an avenue for them to get some okay. kind of okay. education mm-hmm. for themselves. Mm-hmm. So these kids uh, find it difficult, I suppose, to find a, a center where they can attend mm-hmm. with these disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the Bazutu people they're quite superstitious. Okay. So um, yes, in terms of the disabled kids, they see it as, as a bad thing to happen to a family if you're to actually give give birth to a disabled person. Okay. Yes. Um, so these kids are often kind of shunned. They're kept at home and they're not brought out. Okay. Out, out of the yeah. home whatsoever, and actually even worse than that, a lot of the fathers, if they give birth to. Yeah. T- to a disabled kid they tend to leave the family wow yeah 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 so it's so uh, and it's so again i mean you know social services again for this you know for these type of people is it it's, it's not there Lesotho is a very poor country yes okay. um do you know it, it's hiv rate is one in four people so 25 percent wow is the prevalence of hiv so it's wiped out a whole demographic there within the country so what you find is there's families or kids being reared by grandparents that the parents or that demographic has been completely wiped out so so if they're not orphaned they're looked after by their grandparents or by aunts or uncles you know just a a thought um you just mentioned the hiv you know and maybe Mm -hmm. there and and there's other you know diseases out there before you went out were you self-concerned at all you know for your own health in terms of coming in contact with these diseases right there 
Yes, I suppose. Yeah, no, it's definitely something you'd bear in mind and you'd be yeah. reading up. But um, perhaps there's a bit of scaremongering goes on as well. As well, know? okay. Yeah, you, you'd swear you're going to be in the jungle now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you end up there anyway. What did you end up doing? What, what, what sort of? So I helped out in the disability centre. So, okay. So there was a young chap called uh, Taboho. He was 20 years of age. So mm-hmm. he had cerebral palsy. Okay. But he was a fierce, intelligent intelligent uh, man beautiful yes um so he was wheelchair bound so i used to go down to the local village and collect him and bring him up to the center okay each day and then he was studying actually for his junior cert at the time he could speak english by the way he could so speak there was english. no problem yeah Christ. yeah 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 so that so that was a beautiful bond to experience yes no it was fantastic because i got to know him and his family also and his his young little nephews and that as well so beautiful yeah it was a great great experience um so i assisted him on some of the subjects which he was uh, studying then for, mm-hmm. for his junior mm-hmm. certificate yeah. yeah and so you stayed there for six months again uh three actually oh, yeah. sorry, three months yes, yeah. okay yeah yeah, yeah. three months and so yeah. did you say solely with this particular work whilst you were in the sutu yeah um and also in i was helping out in the primary school okay as well yeah yeah so taking english all of this work that. you do there obviously i mean obviously you funded your way out there um again all of these projects in lesotho and the city of hope these are all funded by irish people did you say they are largely yeah like it's a lot of oh. uh, irish missionaries who would have went out there and provided the development for these these projects and these know. guys are still there writing back and uh, and hopefully still having the same donations coming from exactly from the yeah. back home uh, yeah irish aid have been very good and even personal contributors you know mm-hmm. who provide that sponsorship uh, to a lot of these children it's it's great since you've come back, uh, you, you've probably had to, well, you probably have recounted your story to many, you know, to other, well, well, first of all, this question, before you left to go out mm-hmm. from the city of Dublin, from the financial centre, and what did your mates think of you when you said, listen, I'm leaving this stuff when I'm going out to Africa? Yes. What sort of reaction did you get after that? I suppose a lot of people would have been surprised. Um, you're going down a different route. That's right. Yeah, it reminds me of that Robert Frost poem, The Road Not Taken. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. I suppose, for me, it came down to my gut instinct and what yeah. I felt right doing. And when you came back then, Paul, and you met other guys, and you met maybe these same guys, or maybe other guys, and told them the story, what sort of reaction did you get off these people? These guys you meet, and these people of your own age? Positive. I think largely positive. Like, people maybe admire, like, the experience which you've undergone and what, what you've seen while you've been away. But I suppose sometimes it's difficult for people to really associate mm. when they haven't been or seen themselves. Uh, it can be But it might tricky. also probably give them the idea that even though they can't go out, yes. the next time they hear somebody asking for a few bob to mm-hmm. give to some project out in Africa, they yes. might think back to what Paul's experience was. Exactly. You know, these guys do a lot of work out yes. there. Yes, yeah, yeah. So you don't, they don't necessarily have to go out there. Yes, no, but they 100%. Can do yeah, no, um, it's something I'd entirely support and encourage my friends to do, my friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, having seen the fantastic work which goes on out there, it's mind-blowing. It's, and it's difficult to put into words, you know. You see these people, they dedicate their lives to this cause. It's just a... Fantastic mm. to see, isn't it? Um, so now Paul returned, 
um, return back to this beautiful country again. Yes. After that experience, um, what's Paul's thoughts now? What's his next project? Well, I suppose in terms of reintegration, yeah, it can yeah, be yeah. tricky just to immerse yourself immediately. Back into the same sort of frame of thinking. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because you're thinking yeah. would have changed slightly. Exactly. Even the the media, the internet, and yeah, the, the fast pace of life yeah. of life back here, it's kind of a big change. And I suppose the other thing that you mentioned there early on about this idea of scaremongering, people get the wrong idea of things, and they get the wrong idea maybe through the media. Yes. The media is very powerful. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That can project. I mean, I've often said on this particular program here, as I'm recording here, I can edit out different words from this if, it's, if it suits me. Yes. And I can put a, diff- a completely different uh-huh. slant on, this, pro- on yes. this interview. <laughs> and that's what these big guys can do too. So yes. I, think, I think you're right. We have to be so careful as to uh-huh. who we listen to and what yeah. we listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure there's, uh, there's lots of experiences of missionaries coming back from abroad and just hear them speak about the work that's been done out there. Mm. So yes. if some other guy was, if some other young person was out there now and had this, maybe from the financial area of Dublin, and think, oh, I, I want to change. I'm fed up of this financial life now, and I, you know, and my fast <laughs> car and my iPad and all the rest of it, and I want to change. And and then a sister Dipna Clancy came on the on the horizon. What, what would you say to them? Would you ask them to give them a go to have, have a go? I would certainly encourage it. Yeah, it's, it's such a. Uh, a rewarding and uh, life-affirming experience, I suppose. I, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. Um, it really gives you a bit of sense of p- perspective and what's important in your life. Um, that those those around you, your family, your friends, and what we actually have here, you know, you, you give it a lot more thought and, and, and credence, you know. What I seem to be getting, the vibes I seem to be getting for you is you certainly gave a lot in that. I know you mentioned this early on during the interview. You certainly had something to give these people out there. But I also heard you say, and it's come, coming through again and again and again, you receive so much yourself. Yes. You receive maybe so much affirmation of yourself. Mm-hmm. And listen, you know, I, I thank you so much for giving me this experience. And now I, maybe the blinkers have been taken off me and I can see the world a little bit yes. a wider. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and what is fear now than before? It's totally, totally different feeling, I suppose. Yeah, you, you learn what is life actually about. I suppose yeah. you know when you boil it all down, what, what is important, you know. And I suppose it's, it's helping others is one of the key things, you know. If we can encourage each other to to help each other, it's a, the world will be a better place. So, if I were to ask you just to sum it all up now in a few minutes, uh, in a few seconds, or a few minutes, whichever, what would you, what, what would you like to tell the people of West Limerick, or maybe the people of, of the world through this particular interview, of your experience, and maybe uh, to encourage them to maybe offer their services, whether it be money, or whether it be time, and with their own talents. You project this, uh, you know, this idea of people volunteering again. What? What would you like to say to them? Yes, in terms of a volunteer experience, you know, it, it can be qu- quite daunting before you leave and you mm-hmm. don't know what's in front of you. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. once you, you adapt and you get out there and you, you trust yourself and those around you, you know, you're mm-hmm. able to give and receive so much and it just t- teaches you what what is important in life, you know. Especially when you, when you, when you see these kids, uh, as I said, Mm-mm. You see these kids and, and uh, the happiness which, which they get through your presence. 
that really makes it all worthwhile. Isn't it beautiful? Paul O'Reardon, thank you so much for coming to join us this morning to share that lovely story with us. Um, if people, again, want to know anything more about about Vides, uh, they can contact actually Sister Dipna Clancy, and her number, her phone number is 086-370-8652. That's 086-370-8652. Or clancydipna at gmail.com. That's clancydipna at gmail.com. Or they can go onto the Vides website, which is www.videsireland.ie. Or contact myself, uh, John Keeley, through the program here, sacredspace102 at gmail.com. And we'll certainly put you in touch with Dipna. Paul, thank you so much for joining us Thanks this morning. Many, John. And Cheers. best of luck with whatever. And I'm sure the Lord's got a lot of stuff in, uh, planned out for you for the rest of your life. Thanks, man. Thank you for giving what you've got to help those who haven't got it. We'll talk to you again. God bless. Cheers. Bye now. Bye. Bye. So, the piece of music that I've chosen to follow that wonderful interview with Paul is um, from Mark Forrest from his album You Are Mine. This one is entitled You Are Mine. So this really is for Paul and for all the volunteers who've worked out in parts of the world to offer their gifts to people who don't have the same gifts. So to them and our good friend, Sister Dimnit Clancy, let's listen to this. A voice came from the cloud this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. I will come to you in the silence. I will lift you from all your fear. You will hear my voice. I claim you as my choice Be still and know I am here And do not be afraid For I am with you I have called you each by name Come and follow me and I will bring you home I love you and you are mine I am the hope for all who are hopeless of the night I will be your life Come and rest in me Do not be afraid for I am with you It is I who have called you each by name And follow me And I will bring 
despairing Healing for the ones who dwell in shame All the blind will see The lame will all run free I am the peace the world just cannot give I will call your name Embracing all your pain Stand up now and walk and believe Do not be afraid For I am with you I have called you each by name Come and follow me And I will bring you home I love you and you are mine Do not be afraid for I am with you. I am with you. It is I who've called you each by name. Each by name. Come and follow me, and I will bring you home. I love you, and you. Sacred Space on West Limerick 102.